Are you okay? Don't care. Great. Bring on the bubbly. Babe. <laughs> Podsters, podsterinas, welcome back to the show. This is another episode of Are You Okay? with Teeny Lewis. I am Teeny, and to answer my own question, I am far from okay. However, I have to say that after the launch of season two and its theme of leveling up, I am feeling very much in line, a little closer to being okay. And what does that mean? If you're just joining us for the first time, or maybe you're just tuning into this episode for whatever reason, my theme this season for the podsters, my listeners, and myself is to level up. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. We've all heard the song, okay? And essentially what that means is that we need to level up to our authentic selves, to be true to ourselves and our vision, who we are and what the fuck we're doing on this planet, okay? Life is too short to do what you hate. Life is too short to hate. So the theme of this season is to just be more inclusive, expand our knowledge, figure out what we want as humans and know that we're deserving of that. So With the first episode of season two, I had my friend Jennifer here to dismantle the patriarchy, introduce intersectionality and feminism and leveling up that feminism and just fucking waking up to that and what that looks like. And I already felt so much smarter after that episode because we as humans are genuinely good people. Like I really want to believe that humans are meant to be good and that we are good and that it's the people in our surroundings that tell us otherwise and that make us otherwise. So with the next episode, my good friend Robbie, fellow podcaster, actor came on to talk about how rejection is protection. Now every no in your life is going to lead you to that yes. You're just weaning out the bullshit. Oh no, I'm too, I'm too brunette for that role. Don't care. Next, next role for me. Oh, it's a no on that sales job. Oh, you don't want to order a double margarita. I'm not going to get make that tip. Don't care. On to the next. On to the next yes. Weaning out everything and making a clear path for ourselves and just understanding that's that what's meant to be for us will be if we keep going and we keep working hard. And we talked about creative endeavors. And for me, that is this podcast, right? Resisting creating my own work for so long only to find that this could or will be changing our languages, guys, like changing the way we speak. This will be my thing, my moment, my breakthrough, whatever that looks like. Um, Wow, I'm so intense right now. And then we also had my friend Taylor come on to tell her coming out story at 28 years old. Some people may think that's old. Some people may think that think that's young, but essentially like coming here to tell her story, coming out of the closet as pansexual and introducing that term to the posters if you don't already know what it means and just like waking up guys, like she finding her path and her authenticity and her truth and sharing it with us was such a gift and so aligns with my vision and what I want to do with this show. And then last week, folks, well, we had Nima Nazarian, who is a Toronto-based comedian, who honestly is probably my not like my most not okay guest yet. However, however, pretty okay once we got down to it. Like he is so unapologetically himself. He is so true to himself and his vision. It is like astoundingly refreshing. Like I left there, I drove home from his studio and was like, wow, like jaw on the ground. Like this guy is nothing like I thought he was. I mean, I knew he was hilarious. I knew he was successful and I knew he worked hard, but it was so, it's been so refreshing to hear these stories. And I know that a lot of you have reached out to me to tell me that as well. Like just hearing everyone's different journey and like knowing that none of them look the same and we all have a different experience on this planet. So 
again, we're going to keep leveling up with this episode and this coming interview. I have a really good friend of mine, guys, coming on the show today to tell us, to share with us how she made her side hustle, her passion, her hobby, and turned it into her full-time job, her career, and her main source of income. Whoa. Okay, back up. What are you talking about and what do you mean? She is the founder and owner of Extensions MTL. It is a hair extensions business in Montreal. And she's from the corporate world. She studied business. She has her real estate license. Like it makes no sense for her to enter the beauty industry on paper, right? And she did. And she is making a fucking incredible life for herself. And she did it in like a year, guys. Granted, a year with her business. She's going to un- unpack and dismantle what all of that looked like. But like, I've known this girl for a long time. And to me, this happened fucking fast. So it is so inspiring to hear her story and how she went from point A to point B to point C to point Z. And she's here to share it with us and like her knowledge and her steps that she took and like the, you know, the obstacles and the sacrifices that she had to make and all of her advice. And it's here for the potsters. So if you're sitting back and you're listening and you're driving or you're showering or whatever you're doing while you listen to this, you're listening for a reason. And I am here to tell you guys that if you're doing something that you fucking hate, get out. Get out now. I mean, look, get your ducks in a row first, obviously. Like, don't be quitting jobs and, like, not being able to pay your rent and support your family. That's not what I'm saying. And and my guest is also going to tell you that. But get out. Life is too short. Shit happens. And I just, I'm going to leave it at that, okay? And I want to thank all of you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported me and bought my merch that I just launched. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm selling stuff with another friend of mine named Mel. You're supporting a small Canadian business, women-owned. You're supporting my podcast. Anything that I make, which, you know, I'm not making millions here, is going right back into this show with equipment to level up, to level myself and my show up. And uh, side note, I don't know if anybody knows this, but with the merchandise, like the Spotify code that's on all of the merch is scannable. Like you scan that code and it brings you to the Spotify page. Like it's just so exciting. It's so full circle. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. Um, And yeah, let's get into this incredible interview. I am here to welcome Melanie Chabot. Podsters, season two, all about leveling up. I have a, (laughs) is she a dear friend? Is she a fucking twisted friend? I'm not sure. All the people in my life, I love them to death. And I've got another one here who has managed to literally turn her side hustle and side passion into a full-time job and her main source of income. It, mm, talking about leveling up, that that to me is like the top of leveling up. It's been one hell of a year for everyone. So I can't wait to pick Mel's brain and find out how she did this. Mel, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I know. It's always so cute when I introduce people. They always kind of have this like timid. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. What the hell is Tina going to ask me? Like, why am I nervous for this when we're, we go way back? We go way back. So what's interesting, guys, I'll give a little backstory quick, quick, is that um, Stephanie from the Finance Diaries, who I had on last season, is actually Mel's sister. Yes, ma'am. That's my sis. So you and your sis, man, like you guys have leveled up to a, to a level that I'm just like, I'm so impressed and so inspired. And that's exactly why I want to have you guys here. So Mel and I, so Mel is actually the owner of Extensions MTL. Yes. So tell the podsters what that is, Mel. Yeah. So Extensions MTL is a hair extension service company based in Montreal. All we do our hair extensions. People think we're maybe a full service salon or we do this, we do that. Nope. We do 100% just human hair extensions. And when I say we, I mean me. (laughs) (laughs) But you've had to recently hire someone, correct? Yes, ma'am. So actually I've just hired two new people. I've hired an assistant and then a junior stylist who's going to also be starting to take clients as of next week. 
Tuesday. Yeah, and that's because your business, well, I mean, I'm saying it's blowing up. Tell us kind of where, where you were when you first opened to where you are now. Um, we're going to get into like the backstory of that guy's and her journey there. Um, but before we do, let's take it back to like our relationship, right? So oh my God, yes. when did we meet? Like what? 2000? Okay. I remember this. We were in oh. Asia because our dear friends, Mary and Tanya became friends. They were both yes. in the education program. And one day Mary comes to see me and she's like, I'm going to have a sleepover with my new friend, Tanya. Tanya wants to bring her friend Teeny. Can we do it at your house? And me being <laughs> like, of course, bring strangers over. Let's do this. And like, we all instantly just bonded. Yeah. We were like 17 or 18 years old and we prank called people that we knew all night. No, guys, did. did anybody else do that? That was like our passion in life. I was still in high school. And for those who don't know what Sage Up is, in Quebec, you graduate in grade 11 and then you go to Sage Up and nothing makes sense in Quebec. Great. Have to do everything backwards. We love it. Um, but I actually do love Sage Up because it gives people the chance to like bounce around and figure out what they want to do. Yeah. But enough shade. Um, <laughs> you guys were in first year Sage Up. I was in high school still. Yeah. And we just got together and like, prank called guys and like people oh and like their we house have numbers like oh no yeah yeah. we would have to call people some people's okay yeah to all the young listeners out there people not everyone had cell phones then you had to call <laughs> someone's home phone sometimes we would have like scripts laid out that we would write out so that we wouldn't burst out laughing and then sometimes <laughs> someone would have to like switch to the other person because one person couldn't laugh no, God. I'd be like, I want your titties in my mouth. And I would just <laughs> hang up. Like, <laughs> I'll never forget. We would like prank call people. We would pretend that we were calling from like an STD clinic. We would prank call people, <gasps> pretend that like we had met them at like the Longue Metro, that we wanted to meet <laughs> up with them. We were just like the scripts we came up with. We were not okay. I'm like dying because we were far from okay, babe. And I think that's no, we were very unwell. I was like, okay, Mel's not okay. Tang is obviously not okay. We know Mary's not okay. Like none of us were okay. We bonded. And then I think from just then on, it was just this like little group and it kind of, you know, dispersed. And then at one point Mel moved to Toronto when I was living here and we both had dogs. I would walk her dog. She would make me lunch. You were here for how long, Mel? Like almost three years, two and a half. Yeah. Two three quarter years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've had um, an epic Vegas trip together. Oh, yes, we did. We were definitely not okay for those five days or four days, whatever it was. Uh, my most fond memory of that oh. trip was there was a day we went to like a day party and then we were planning on going out. And we were all deeply struggling. Like, you know, when your, your, your hangover, your day hangover is setting in, but then you have to go back out again. Yes. And I'll never forget. I was sitting on the floor, getting ready in front of a mirror like that. No, where is it? There, there. Yeah. Like the top. And I would, yeah, I was sitting on the ground and like teeny's in back of me on the bed sleeping. And I'm like, teeny, get up, get dressed. And you're like, no, babe, I am dying. I'm not coming out. Rest in peace. Like get my tombstone ready. Like you were out for the night. And then at one point, I don't know if we played a song or we just, some memory came up and you were like, okay, I'm going to rally. And you rushed into the bathroom (laughs) and within 12 minutes flat, you were showered, dressed in a crazy, beautiful green outfit. I'll forget. It was like a two piece set ready to fucking go. And you were like, girls, hurry up. We need to leave. I've never seen someone just like turn it on so hard. And I was just like, from like death to reincarnation in like 2.5 seconds the Vegas resurrection babe well if I do like you know toot my own horn a little bit compared to you three like I could get ready fast no offense (laughs) well hi like all this hair to style Tash was pretty quick too with the short hair yeah no Tash is pretty quick like I had to take breaks because I was like not feeling great you know everyone's (laughs) just like so if you've been to Vegas you know you just try to squeeze everything into like two to three days because as my mom would say, it's a sick, sick town. You can't spend more than 72 hours there. Like you can't, you're asking for it. So we had the most epic Vegas trip no, together. We really did. That solidified our friendship so much, just that group and just like the vibe. And like, we were just on the same page, single, like living our truth. And, um, at the time you would move back to Montreal. So let's kind of scale it back, Mel, give the podsters a little background on who you are, where you went to school, your journey right before extensions MTL. 
Okay. Because yeah, we need so, to level up enough about our degeneratisms in Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, you can be degenerate and then, you know, make something of yourself. That's the moral. <laughs> no, I think it's important to have fun in every step of your journey. Um, but I definitely had a very like atypical journey to get where I am today. I think if I compare myself to other people in the beauty or aesthetic or hair industry, I definitely just did not have that you know, typical I pathway. Know. I no, I know. And when people like, when my clients hear like my backstory, they're like, wait, what? Cause you had like so many layers to it, Mel. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll try to keep it real short, but basically after Sejep, I went to JMSB, John Molson school of business. And I did my undergrad in, uh, I did a bachelor of commerce in HR and management. And for all intents and purposes, I thought my career was going to be in recruitment. I actually started off in finance and I ended up doing an internship. And during my internship, what happened was, I can't remember exactly why, but there, I had to get switched into HR. And I was like, I do not want to do HR, like fuck HR. I think that's like such a soft thing. Um, And after my first week in the HR internship, I was like, oh my God, I need to switch my major. Like HR is for me. I need to be around people. I'm in recruitment. It's kind of like sales E because you're, you know, trying to incite people to apply and find people. Um, And anyways, I ended up working in recruitment for the rest of my kind of like corporate career. And I was obsessed with it so much so that that job took me to Toronto. I ended up finding a job in Toronto. Teeny was so nice and scouted apartments for me in the Literally building. Literally found her apartment. <laughs> I was like, you're going to live I was here. like, babe, go visit this. Thank you. I'm your neighbor. Perfect. Um, And then at at a certain point in time, Toronto was just like no longer for me. I really wanted to go back home. I missed my friends, my family, just as much as I loved Toronto and Teeny, like <laughs> I was like, I need to be home with. Yeah, you were. And no, you it were, just felt right. It felt right for a little bit of time. I know you stuck it out a bit longer. There was a relationship yeah. there. You, yeah. and then your Toronto chapter closed. Yeah, it was just time. I remember coming home one weekend for my sister's birthday and, uh, all my friends were there. She threw like a major huge house party for her birthday. And like my friends were there, her friends were there, my family was there. And I just was like, why can't this be like every weekend? Why can't I just, I never felt that sense of home feeling in Toronto. Um, and when I moved home, I was kind of just like, okay, let me get back to basics. Okay. What did I love doing when I was here? Um, and when I was in university, all throughout university, I worked in clubs and I would do my hair. I would do other people's hair. I would do extensions. Like I was not certified. I did not know really truly what I was doing, but I was, you know, self-taught in that sense at the time. And when I moved back to Montreal, I was like, okay, it's time to like pick this back up again. It's time for me to, because at the time I was the only single person in any group of my friends, yeah. um, aside from Tash. Actually, that's when me and Tash started getting like, you know, closer and closer. It's because we were both like, I think the single people in our respective groups. Um, so I moved back. It's like right before Christmas, like December 20th or something. I'm single. I, everyone has kind of have their own things going on. And I'm like, okay, I need to find something that's going to like bring me back to kind of who I am like who am I you know who's single Mel who is who even am I and so I decided to do my extension course um while I was still working corporate and throughout the next I would say like year and a half two years I was working almost seven days a week every week squeezing in clients in the morning before work in the middle of the day at night um I was lucky enough that I was able to work from home with my corporate job because I was still based in Toronto Um, And then when I switched jobs to a company in Montreal, I was also like 90% of the time remote. So I was lucky enough that I could squeeze in people when I wanted to, till essentially it just became too much. And I ended up getting a boyfriend and it got to the point where it's like, okay, I'd like to see my boyfriend. I'd like to see my friend. I'd like to do something other than working. But there's always that little voice in your head that's like, no, you can't do it full time. Or, you know, the little voice in my head for my parents, which is like, don't become a hairstylist. You're never going to make money. Or, you know, I, they wanted their children to obviously, you know, have a successful life and not be screaming for dimes and quarters, basically, which is such a huge misconception about the beauty industry, too. We totally. can get to that later. We'll get to that. But it's, you know, your parents wanted you to have a safe trajectory like any parent would. Hello. Well, yeah. And I remember my mom just saying to me, like, get a university education. It doesn't matter what you do. I just really want you to do that. And then you can do whatever you want. And I'm really happy I took the road that I did because I think the business background really helped me where I am today. and probably gives me a leg up to perhaps other people in other situations because I like understand the the back, the operation side, the financial side. But yeah. And then when it just became too much, I started working from home. Um, I was working in a salon. I worked from home. I've done it all. And then at a certain point in time, actually when COVID hit, 
my boyfriend now had to work from home. So, you know, three's a crowd. If I'm bringing clients in, he's working here. It's just kind of an all around. It was just too much to have all that going on. And at the time, I also didn't want people coming in my house during the COVID epidemic. I'm like, what is going on? And like, technically, yeah, you can't really have someone in your home. So I just was like, let me just open a studio space and did that June 15th, 2020. And then it's funny because June 15th, 2021 is when I moved into my bigger space that I just opened. So, oh my God, that's so one MTL. full year, one exact full year. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's incredibly inspiring. So was, what was the pivotal moment, Mel? Was it like Cody working from home? Sorry, just named your boyfriend's name. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> he's like was- all over my Instagram page and he's like, you didn't post a story of me. He loves me. He loves it. He doesn't okay, have social great. media, but he loves it. <laughs> Love it. Okay, great. So yeah. he doesn't care. Love it. We just keep, okay. t- we're like everybody's name, don't care. Um, Don't care. So essentially, was it him working from home that Was the wake-up call for you? What was the pivotal moment that you were like, I'm going to open my own fucking place? It was always a dream. And it's funny because when I first met Cody, he was like, when are you going to open your own spot? And I kept saying June, 2020. And it was kind of just like, at the time we met in 2019, but fun fact, I actually, that first internship I ever did, I met Cody at that internship. And oh, we actually worked so together I knew yeah, this. and then I years went by. Yeah. Right. And it was just like years went by. And then I randomly ran into him out at a bar and I was like, oh my God, we just kind of like, oh my God, I know you, I know you. So it was funny because it's kind of like full circle, but I don't know why Always. I just was telling people June, 2020 is when I want to open my studio. There was nothing behind that. There was like, I was not looking, I was not, there was nothing. I kind of guess like spoke it into existence in a way. And it, um, it just kind of all worked out because one day. One of my clients was like, Mel, you have to do this. One of my clients pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. You have to do this. You have to do this. Um, you have to get your own spot. You, I could just see this being so major. And I was just like nervous, obviously, you oh know, gosh, I don't want to, no. if I'm doing it from home, I mean, worst case, if things kind of go south, I can take on another recruiting job. There's always that, like, I don't have to go and take out this other extra expense of a studio and a lease and be in these long-term commitments. And she was actually looking to move her company because she has a creative agency. And so I was like, my mom's a real estate agent. And I asked my mom, can I like go check on your account and see if there's any commercial units that could be interesting in this certain area? And she was like, sure. Like if your friend wants to visit, we can go visit together. And I ended up finding this building and in the building, like the pictures were, were super cute. If, if you've seen pictures of the building, it's, it's actually an old convent. So it's all these like individual little rooms with like a communal bathroom type situation. So little offices and studios, all different sizes. And so we went to visit this one unit for my, from one of my friends. And when, once the agent reached back out to us, she said, oh, I actually have like five other units available in the building. And one of them was the eventual extensions MGL office. And when I saw it, it was super small. It was like 200 square feet on the third floor of this walk-up building, not ideal. <laughs> um, but I was like, this is Extensions MTL. This is this is the perfect size. It's the perfect little starting point. And that's when it happened. She didn't even end up renting in that building, but I did, so. Wow, so you perfect. like, I mean, we love to talk about manifestation on the podcast. Oh, I know there's like a yes. slight like hippiness attached to it, a little dippy, hippy dippy, but Words are spells. And Layla says that all the time. And it's like, you said this out loud. You said June, 2020 to this new boyfriend of yours. They're like, okay, cool. Whatever you're, maybe you're thinking June, 2020 and lo and behold, June, 2020. Well, it's funny. And this is a totally unrelated anecdote, but when a long, really long story short, when I was single, one of my girlfriends and I were single at the same time. And she said to me, I was reading this thing. You have to make a list of everything you want in a man and like everything from physical characteristics to emotional to whatever you, whatever interests you put it on a list and like, think about it, concentrate on it, like manifest it and then put it away and don't think about it anymore. And she did that. And when she was packing up her stuff to actually move in with her new man, she found that list and was like, holy crap, this is my man. He ticks every box. We wrote those every box. And we wrote our lists at the same time. And when Cody was moving in with me, I was cleaning out a drawer for him and I find my list mm-hmm. and it is verbatim everything down to like, you know, I wanted a guy with like a big forearm. I don't know why I know it's random, but that was my <laughs> thing. I just like, I'm not like petite. I want a guy who, you know, I wanted a guy who made me feel petite, who was bigger than me. 
little down to every characteristic. And I was like, do I wow. show him this list? And I did. And he was like, he even laughs to this day. He wants to see it sometimes. He's like, holy crap. You literally like you wished me into existence. So Jeez. unrelated, but kind of related anecdote. No, so I totally like, believe in it. Like yeah. that's why when people are always saying, oh, I'm this, or I suck, or I can never do that. Or oh, I wish I could be like you, or, oh, I wish I had this, or I wish I could go here. Why don't you just change the way you're saying it and say, I am going to go here. Or when I get enough money to go here. Or one day when I am at blank, 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 instead of, oh, I can never do it. Cause you're, you're just bringing all that negativity and energy into yourself. Totally. It's just changing yeah. those verbs sometimes, right? From yep. I need and I want to, I will. And I can't think of another one. I've only had one coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. I think they get it. I think the posters get it. Totally. And yeah. Guys, this story is real. Like, that's the thing is I knew I wanted to have you on the show because I'm like, I watched this from afar. You know, you've moved back to Montreal and Mel, you've always been hardworking and you've always been successful in your own respect. Like you have, whether you want to believe it or not. And like, you have your real estate license and you've always been kind of after something, right? So, and to see you kind of build this so quickly, would you say that social media played a huge role in you building this business? It's the only role because to this wow. day, I have not spent even a, a quarter of a cent advertising anywhere else. <gasps> the, yeah, I've never been on anywhere other than like, and league literally you need a Facebook business account to have a business Instagram account. So I think I do actually have a Facebook business page, but I have never actively posted on it as far as I'm concerned <laughs> to my knowledge, but everything <laughs> has been built through Instagram. So if, you are a business and you want to become popular or you want to be, grow a following or a clientele. Social media is such, is just such a game changer because you are literally, it's free advertising that is built on directly built on how hard you hustle marketing yourself online. The more wow. content you create, like Instagram will push your content to the front of the platform. The more you post, the more you engage with others, the more you listen to kind of the feedback and the insights of your, that you're getting, like it is a free business building tool. Would so, you say yeah, it's 100%. beneficial to kind of educate yourself on the algorithms and just kind of maybe take out a book, you know, fucking social media for dummies, just to really understand how it works to build that platform and whatnot. Did you have to do that or were you just naturally good at it? Um, I don't even think I'm, I don't even think naturally good at it is the right word. Cause I think I still have a lot of work to do in building like my brand and building like a cohesive feed and all these things. I always just tried to be as genuine and authentic as possible, which I think is like why my clients come see me and why they enjoy following my page. Um, but definitely checking my insights, seeing what posts do well, what posts don't funny enough, the posts I post of myself, of my relationship, of my friends <laughs> perform like like 10 to 25 times better than my hair posts, which is, like <gasps> which is hilarious. Oh. Yeah. So I, when I first posted something of myself, I was like, holy crap, I'm getting so much action off of this. People are really not only just interacting with my page, but like reaching out to me. And it, it's almost like they wanted to see the personal side. Yes. I have clients. Oh my, I have clients who are like, I'm searching high and low for your personal page. I want to follow your life. And I'm like, me, my life is so boring. But, but it like, makes you more relatable of course, they're going to want to work with someone if they see them like having a moment or, you know, being authentic, right? If you yeah. act out of my really good friend says this to me all the time. She's like, when you act out of genuine authenticity of like good, am I wording this correctly? But like when you, yeah, I told, uh, yes. do you know what I mean? Like when it's yeah. coming from a real authentic, genuine place, how can it mislead you? Uh, like literally, but that is the core of my like marketing strategy, if you will. Cause I, I, I say strategy because like, I don't even have one. It's just when I feel like posting, I post when I feel like saying something I do. If, if I, if I record it once and I'm like, I don't like how that came out, I'll re-record it. Cause I'm like, Ooh, maybe that was too much. But generally speaking, like everything, it just, it's when I want it, how I want it. And that's it. Like, there's no, okay, how can I do this? Or how can I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to finesse anything. It's just, everything is, let me just show my real life raw moments if that makes sense because that's like even just watching your stories I'm always like I love this girl I fucking love teeny like so genuine so authentic hilarious I literally cackle to myself but like <laughs> that's what I like to see I don't like seeing this like photoshopped retouched stuff videos that are filtered like 
to, to, to a degree where I'm like, that does not even look like you. Um, I don't want to see that because that doesn't make me feel good about myself. I like seeing when someone is showing their flaws, their pimples, their this, their, you know, their bad day, um, complaining about something. Like I love when I see other stylists or other people complain about no shows or this or that. Cause I'm like, or, or imposter syndrome or something like that, where I'm like, Whoa, okay. I feel that too. Thank you. I'm normal. Okay, great. And I've yeah. to her, like, I came to see you because like, I could see you. I could get a taste of who I am because how many businesses are online where you meet up with the person, whether it's like, I don't know, balloons or food or whatever, you meet up with the person, you're like, oh, you're behind the business? I would have no idea because you don't post anything about yourself. And I'm almost more likely to give my business to someone where I'm like, yeah, I like you. Yeah, I connected with you. That's such good advice, Mal. I didn't even really think of that. I thought you were about to say that the insights on your personal life are lower, but it's so interesting that that's not the case, but it makes right? perfect you sense now that we're unpacking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'll have a, like every once in a while, like a video that gets a lot of shares that's more technical. And I, from like the stylist side, cause I've got like my clients, but I've also got other stylists that totally. watch my stuff. Probably like a, probably honestly like a 50, 50 mix. But um, yeah, time and time again, it's the personal photos that I guess people want to see. And I think people genuinely do want to see others happy and doing well. So I think that's, that's also a big thing behind it is, is like, oh, my stylist has a life, you know? <laughs> like, well, we're really good friends. So obviously I'm watching your stories, but even me, someone who's never had hair extensions, who's more or less had this same fucking hair her whole life, help the she brunette. Has great hair, folks. She has great hair. Thank you. But like, it, to hair. me, it's just very basic, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But <laughs> I watch your stories top to bottom and I'm like, yes, keratin tapins and fucking uh, micro this and whatever. You know me, like I'm not the most <laughs> beauty savvy, um, but I love it. I always learn. I love watching you talk about your day at work. Am I okay? I love you. That's so fun. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I... I love watching that stuff. When I'm watching someone's profile, like there are some people that I just love following. And I'm like, I can't get enough of your life. I love watching you live your life, which sounds kind of crazy and weird, but like, hi, there's a reason why reality TV is what it is, right? I know. You're one of those people where I'm like, okay, if Teeny's posted and I see there's like a million stories on her thing, I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch all the way through because I know something happened. I know there's something major. I know I'm going to laugh. You know what I mean? Like, when That's I get going, I, once it, it happens, maybe once every two weeks, I have like a fucking yeah. social media yeah. moment of me just like morning till night of like my adventure of like fuckery. I don't even know. Usually yeah. self-deprecating, like whatever, right? Yeah. Anyways, love it, love it, love it. That's, (laughs) that's such good advice. And even for me to hear, I'm like, you know what? You do need to start a podcast Instagram. Like again, it's time management and I'll get there. But I do in the, in the realm of time management, Mel, what was the biggest adjustment that you had to make to launch your business to with your life with, when you were balancing corporate and the side hustle, like what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to get there? I think balancing the two was figuring out what things were okay to miss out on and what weren't and where my priorities were. And like, if I take it a step back, like what my mission, my purpose, my values are in life and what's important to me. And that's still how I run my business today is like, does this align with my vision for my future or not? And does this align? Does this person, does this partnership, does this supplier, does this event opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, align with extensions and chill, but also align with Melanie. And for me, it was like, um, yeah, guess what? Not only can I not financially afford to waste all the money I'm making to do activity A, B, C, D, E every week, but I also can't time-wise afford to, you know, spread myself too thin because I'd like to also like sleep, eat, you know, function, breathe (laughs) so that I can, you know, make it to the next day. (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was my biggest life adjustment. And then from then till now, now it's more like, how can I scale back a bit so that I'm not working, you know, 12, 15 hour days necessarily every day to, okay, let me hire other people. Let me delegate. What can I, what can I get other people to take care of? And like, we were just talking about social media, but one thing I would struggle with a lot was like, crap, I haven't posted today or crap. I need to post this. I batch post. So like I use an app called Planoli. I know there's later. I know there's a bunch of other things. Yeah. I pre post everything for the month. And then when I feel like posting throughout the month spontaneously, like this morning, I posted something, a video, a reel or something else. 
I can do it, but there's no pressure. Cause I know for the month it's done. So like, how can I be more efficient yes. and do that? Planning and so ahead. I try to take Mondays off to like, well off. It's like my admin day, my life admin day where I'll go to my supplier. I'll go mail my packages. I'll go pick up packages. I'm doing my planoli. I'm planning out my to-do list for the week. I'm ordering hair. I'm whatever doing all my like work, but it's like not the behind the chair stuff. And just like doing that has helped a lot, but time management has been the biggest life adjustment. Cause I was not used to planning everything down to like my to-do list in the morning, babe. Like, so do you wake up with Yeah. It, like, I know I've seen you post about this. Like, do you wake up with a to-do list that you wrote yeah, every day? Before? Like literally, if I showed you my phone right now, I have at every given day, a, an ongoing to-do list of things I need to do in general. So mm-hmm. like more big projects, like finish yes. website or finish e-commerce, whatever. But I then like a too. daily to-do list for tomorrow of like 7am, do this, like workout, go to supplier, take a shower, Get on a call, drive here, do that, go to this person, go to this place. And I'll like map it out so that I know where I'm literally physically going. Otherwise I'll like derail from it totally. and be super unproductive or just get home and be like, oh, I forgot to do this in this mess. So. Or like sit on the couch, you start scrolling, you throw on the news, like you call, you FaceTime. Like for me, <laughs> it's TikTok. the tick. Exactly. Like it's so easy, right? It's created for it to be easy yeah. and a fucking yeah. waste of time. Let's be real. 100%. Yep. Um, so, okay, totally makes perfect sense. So much easier said than done though, right? Yeah, it's the worst because you want, you obviously have like major FOMO, especially if you're an extroverted person with friends and a life and things going on, you have extreme FOMO of like, wait, I can't go to this. Or if I go to that, that night, the next day I'm going to be, you know, hungover or tired or whatever. You can't afford to be hungover when you're doing someone's hair. And I wouldn't want to get my hair done by someone who partied the night before whose Instagram stories I watched. Right. So it just became like a huge life adjustment for me in that sense of like, I can't continue to, I don't want to say act unprofessionally because I think some people would argue that like part of that is like, you're living your life. Be a Uh, human. Melanie and extension and jail are two different people, but at the same time, I, I still want to portray this extremely professional, professional image. So yeah, I don't want to show up hungover. I don't want my lash girl or my nail girl or whatever doing my stuff. Well, we're also, like it's kind of just yeah, getting we're older. also thirty years old. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, you know, not ruin my entire. We were just talking about this before we started recording, but like a hangover now is two days. Like, <laughs> I want to say like almost a week before I feel completely back to normal. Wow, where I even want to see a drink, and I'm like, Ugh. and I've had one hangover in the last two years because. And it was like last two weeks and two weekends ago because I was you've planned not to, but like you've planned not to, you're like, this isn't a part of my vision, right? Like I'm all about, I listen to all these podcasts, very me to be like health and wellness one day and then unhinge the next, right? Very balance, balance. It's all about balance. I love that. But it is important to think, okay, 30, okay, this, okay, future, okay, yeah. mortgage, okay, this make decisions today that your future self will thank you for. Yes, yep. live in the present. Absolutely. Because yeah. we don't know about tomorrow. I was just watching CP24, Mal, and the condominium in Florida that collapsed. Like, we want to live our lives today. Yeah. We want to turn the side hustle and the passion into a full-time career because it's too yep. short to be miserable. However, we do need to make choices to plan and that our future selves will thank us for. Like, eating that drunken mix. Okay, so for example, my thing with drinking is this. It's like, Okay, the hangover the next day is when you waste money on food, Ubers, this. Like, to me, that's the biggest misconception about partying. It's like, no, 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 no. This will last, like, two days because you won't want to cook. You won't want to get your shit done. Um, And that's exactly it. You just don't want to do anything. Yeah. For me, it's like, I know I want to work out in the morning. And the only time I can go work out is either at 5.30, 6, or 7. Like, those are the classes that they offer that I can go to. Otherwise, at the end of the day, I know I'm not going to do it. So here I am doing that. Well, if I'm out till two in the morning, that's not going to happen. And then not only that, like you said, the Uber Eats, the this, the that, like it adds up and my whole day is shot. So then everything I was supposed to do on Sunday, I then now have to do on Monday, but I already had a to-do list for Monday. So it all. Totally. And like, I'm always so transparent with the podsters, big lesson that I've had to learn, um, which is great. And I'm happy I've yeah. learned it, right? So I like to be doing, doing, doing. I don't want to waste time on this fucking planet. Same. Am I okay? Who are we? Like, no. I love it. Our Unhinged. most evolved selves. <laughs> Literally. So, okay. So before I derail with all my bad habits, um, 
<laughs> so yes, time management, would you say that setting boundaries is kind of the same thing for you? What does that look like? You know? Yeah, I think, oh, sorry, my dog. Oh yes, Harry. <laughs> Guys, side note. Harry. Okay. So when I had my dog and Mel had her dog, we were both living in Toronto. Like we would want to go out. Speaking of going out, are we okay? We're like, yeah, guys, no more cut to like nine years ago. So we were allowed. Okay. Um, we would just forget a dog walker or a babysitter. We would just put the dogs together and hope for the best. They would literally kill each other. Like in the best way. When they broke into the bag of treats, there were dehydrated (laughs) chicken legs or something. And they broke into the Costco size bag. And Harry shit water for a week. I had to carry <laughs> around a pa- pack of Scott towels because he would shit water in the elevator or in the in the, res- the building lobby. I, I I'm like new in this building, and people would just be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> no, we were not okay. Is the question? No, and like, okay, I don't want people to think we're fucking like we don't have to take care of animals. It's just like we would just put them together because they would have so much fun together, and they would yeah. like exhausted. Yeah, we wouldn't themselves. abandon our dogs for like a day. We just like would go out for the night and they would be together having fun, but they would get into <laughs> serious trouble. We love it. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, okay. sorry. So setting boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. I always say this, but when you're starting off in your like aesthetics career or anything service-based, you're going to accept every single client that comes your way, right? Because yeah. you just want that. You want to be booked. You want to obviously make money. You obviously want to build your portfolio. So you accept anything and everything and anyone will tell you that like very quickly you realize that not every client is going to be your client, which is totally fine. And you come to a point where you realize that, but in the beginning, you have clients who are just going to walk all over you. In my, in my experience, it was like a client expecting me to take, take them on my day off or yeah. I'll come at like 6 a.m. babe and I'm like absolutely fucking not you're yeah, not but you didn't even ask <laughs> or like oh I only brought 400 but I know it's 450 but like hope that's okay or canceling last minute or um the most the most difficult client boundaries I've had were people either um yeah not answering no showing or being rude to me and no. I would say over the last year is where I've really set like a very tough bar where I'm like, if you're not going to be respectful of me, my time, my business, my space, my feelings, like bye, there's the door. No, sorry. There's the door. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no. And I think, and I always tell people this, but like when you are so aligned with your mission, your purpose, your values, you know, who you are, what you stand for, what you're going to accept or not, it makes it so much easier to say no to those opportunities and people and issues that, that, that don't align And every single time you say no to something, like I believe something that does align to you is going to come to you. And it's going to be so much, so much easier to say no to that. So now I have no problem. I literally actually told a client, this was like two weeks ago, a client was being super rude to me during her consultation. And in the middle of it, I thought to myself, if I have to do this person's hair, I'm going to die. I am going to die. So Mel, what do you mean rude? Because it's so foreign to me. I could never, I I don't even want to go too much into it, but this person right away off the bat was being really difficult and okay. kind of con- condescending and scoffing okay. almost at my opinion of what I wanted to do, let's say. And I just thought to myself, this is the type of client who, even if I give her what she asks for, is not going to be happy, right. is going to complain, is going to find reasons to complain. And I'm just not at a point in my life where I need to take that. So I thought to myself, I'm going to die if I have to take her. Literally, I'm going to die inside. Right. So not, not being dramatic. No, but it's going <laughs> to ruin your week, probably. Literally, probably I'm going to dread it, anxiety. Yeah. So I said to her point blank during the appointment, I'm really sorry, but I really don't like your attitude. I'm not going to do your hair. Yeah. And like, as she left, like I was like in a full rash and I had like totally. really like hives and like was shaking and I was like, oh my God, this like what's, you know, but holy crap, did that feel empowering and good? And I was like, well, yeah. I, I did it. I did it. So like, I can do it again if someone else is rude to me, mm-hmm. but like in the beginning of my career, I would have probably said, yes, I would have probably done her hair. I would have probably gotten a little literal panic attack. She would have probably followed up with me, complained about something, not because I didn't do good work, but because she's just a difficult person. Or, people, and I say she, but that she could be anyone. Right. Those so I'm people, like, no, babe, I'm not- we all know those people. We're all familiar with them. We wish them well. Right. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's you'll find so- your person. I'm just not your person. Yeah. That's so empowering, Mel. But like, what's your advice on getting to that place, that confident level? 
Well, my boyfriend would tell me all the time, like, you can't take things so personally or like, just relax. <laughs> but honestly, when I actually really did start doing the work and saying like, okay, I have one client out of a hundred who is maybe unhappy or, um, difficult or whatever, fill in the blank. Can I, why is it that I focus on that one person and not the 99 other happy people? That's just mm-hmm. who we are. We're different. We're hard on ourselves. Right. Like I'm sure you being like doing auditions and stuff you probably killed it in a million. And then that one negative comment or that one thing is the one that sticks with you. Babe, are you kidding? I'm like, no, I'm nobody. I'm no one. Everyone's like, teeny. Are you okay? Never. Saying that. Are you okay? Never. So yeah. So setting, just realizing that is what helped me a lot. And obviously the more, the more you say no, the more you set that boundary, the more you enforce it, the easier it becomes. Cause then it's like, it used to be, oh, whatever, I'll take her on my day off or yeah, whatever, I'll do this. And it's like, no, these are my availabilities. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. Obviously in a much nicer way, but like, I'm sure there are stylists who will take you on a Saturday. I don't work weekends anymore. So unfortunately so, that's my availability. So kind of like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and that's fine. Wish you the best. Might, might even refer you to someone else if I know someone who else is good. So that, that for me was the, the, it wasn't just like one day I woke up and I was able to set those boundaries. It was a, it was a, honestly a year long journey where I feel like now I'm pretty, pretty good at it. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm like, Whoa. And it's, it's so important to hear. And like, I need to fucking force it within myself. Let's be real. Um, say no to yourself, <laughs> teeny. Um, so Mondays are your admin day. You don't work weekends yeah. anymore. So Tuesday to Friday, you're doing hair what nine to Honestly, five? I say ideally, Oh no. Ideally I would do, I would take all Mondays off. I would say once a month, I'm able to actually take a Monday off. Um, so usually it's anywhere between two, Monday and Friday or Tuesday and Friday. And I will do anything from sometimes 7am, 8am to honestly, sometimes as late as 8pm or 9pm. Yeah. So it's a long and it's back to back. Like last week I had a day of 13 clients. Another day I had a day of 11 clients. <sighs> it's, it's a lot of back to back to back to back. Um, but I chose that over doing, you know, six days of maybe shorter days so that I could have that one, two, maybe potentially even three days off consecutively. Right. That's what you've worked out for yourself and it works for you. So what is the biggest misconception, Mel, about what you do? Oh, this is a good one. I think that getting hair extensions done is like a very superficial and vain thing. And that people who do it are, you know, full of themselves or like obsessed with their appearance or their princesses, you know, whatever. I would say half, if not maybe even 60% of my clients do it for volume only, meaning they've gone through hair loss. They've gone through hormonal changes, sickness, um, sometimes alopecia, like anything, um, female balding hair loss as a result of like nutritional issues or stress or illness or cancer, not saying that that is the only justifiable reason why you should get extensions because my hair is fine. I get it long, but I think people don't realize what a huge confidence, um, killer it is when as a woman, you don't feel good about your hair. I always joke about this because people will be like, yeah, but guys too, it's tough. I'm sure it is. You've right. got Vin Diesel, you've got Jason Statham, you've got Mr. Cleaney, but all these sexy bald men, where in media do you see a sexy bald woman or a woman with thinning hair? It is extremely difficult on your self-confidence, on your everything, on your self-esteem in life. You know, when you don't feel good about the way you look, especially with your hair, especially as a woman, when you're used to having all this hair and then suddenly you lose it, or as you get older, it starts to thin pregnancy related, whatever you name it. People will be shocked to see that like I don't even post half my clients on Instagram because you can't really see a difference through, through the camera, if that makes sense, because it is so subtle. It's such a small little thing that we add, but sometimes I'll post a video that's really transformative. And I think people start to understand, but I think people forget that what a huge confidence booster it is and no Tino shade to anyone who's doing like, you know, full 24 inch transformations, like, hello, my hair is literally almost down, yeah. to my butt. I love it. And you know what, if you want to just feel good, good and feel like a bad bitch because you guys super long hair great go for it um but people don't realize that like most of my clients are actually just for volume and the biggest misconception is like I said yeah that this is such a super vain thing people don't realize the confidence that it brings to to someone oh my I've god had clients literally tell me like I haven't been to a restaurant in a year I haven't been out in a year obviously like like pre-covid right but yeah I've been too scared to go on a dating app I've been too scared to put myself out there I've been too scared to go for you know whatever or you gave me back the confidence that I lost 
because of X, Y, Z. So hundred percent. That's the biggest misconception. Aww, that people have. I'm like emotional. I love that. And it's like, I saw a meme the other day, Mel, that was like, shout out to all the hairstylists and the manicurists, people who are like low-key therapists, because they sit in your chair, you unpack their life. <laughs> And I love it because I'm like, I love hearing about, well, I mean, obviously not sad stuff, but like, I love hearing about like the juice, the gossip, the drama, as long as it doesn't involve me. I'm like, oh, she, what? Like, tell me more. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I come home and I'm like, I should not have given that advice or like, man, I can't shut the fuck up. I'm so annoying. Here I'm giving my two cents. I call it my 10 cents because I just, I'm like, mm, dump his ass or mm, I don't know if you should do that. Or, oh, maybe you should try this. Right. No. Just shut up and do hair, like listen and then just shut up. But yeah, it's I love it. <laughs> people are always surprised. I think like sometimes I sh- I'll share with my boyfriend, like, oh, you know, this really sad story happened. I'll never name names, obviously. Like I'm not, you know, what I, I call it like doctor patient confidentiality. Totally. I'll never name names, but I'll get share like, let's say like, oh, this person had something horrible happen to them. This is what happened. Or, you know, something so personal. And Cody's always like, I can't believe people share that with you. Like that is incredible that someone would feel that comfortable. And I think whether it's because they come see us for just a small moment in time or like, because they right away feel a good connection. I'm so happy that they're able to at least share that stuff and hopefully feel better after having shared it, shared it, you know, yes. to like an objective third party person. And sometimes people are like, look, you don't know anyone that I know. You don't know these people. You barely know me. I'm just going to tell you because it feels good to just get it off my chest. You've created a safe space, right? And I mean, people like me and you are just like open, cracked open books. Like we're not okay. Like I will tell literally (laughs) the dental receptionist, my like, don't care what story. Yeah. Literally. Like I don't care. I'm on this podcast, just like hanging myself out to dry every single week. But a lot of people can't say the same. And another thing too, Mel, and it goes back to like the image on social media and like why people may listen to my show. It's like, because it is so transparent. It is so real. Like I don't filter. Well, you're so relatable too. Like looking at your stuff, I'm like, great. These people, there's a reason why when, when celebrities and social media stars post vulnerable posts that they get all this crazy engagement, right? Like whether it's an illness they're facing or like physically, like something's off, they have a pimple or whatever, they had an accident or whatever, or they're just sharing an insecurity about themselves. That day, hello, like that's what we all want to know. We want to know that someone else is going through that. And the fact that you're so relatable, your content is obviously hilarious, but like so relatable, it's kind of like, okay, she's real, she's raw. Like that's what we want to see, you know? Totally. And we, yeah, yeah exactly. And so, yeah. Mel, I have a really quick question. Like, so you were saying biggest misconceptions, the confidence boost, and, you yeah. know, the for um, the various different reasons that your clients may come to you in the first place. I always thought extensions were damaging to hair. And I know now after like educating myself through your platform, am I okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is that, that's not the case. Why no. and why do people think that? I think there's a few things. Number one, going to someone who knows what they're doing, going to <laughs> someone who knows the right method for your hair type, your hair texture. You're like, oh, I always tell people hair extensions will only damage your hair if they are poorly applied, poorly maintained or poorly removed. Those are the three things. If you're going to someone who's charging 100, 200 bucks for a full head of hair, you kind of have to ask yourself, where's this hair coming from? Why is it so cheap? Why is this person's labor so cheap? There's so many factors that go into it, but mainly going to someone who doesn't know what they're doing, putting on an extension method that doesn't work for your hair or lifestyle. For example, someone with thinning hair, I wouldn't go slap, you know, a weft on like I do. It's, it's a pretty full, I don't know if you can see it, but pretty yeah. full thick piece of hair that's going to just rip out someone's natural hair. It's not the right method for their hair density. Sometimes people will have little at-home projects where they try remove the extensions themselves or they just won't brush it the entire time they have extensions in. So yeah, it's going to create mats, it's going to create enough. All these things are super avoidable. Go to someone you know you can trust, who's professional, who shows their work online, who's reputable, you have a referral from or something. Choose a method that you know is going to be good for your hair type and your stylist will help you choose that. Don't remove them at home and take care of them. And then these will definitely not damage your hair. The other thing people forget is that they come to see me because they either have not a lot of hair, not a lot of density. They're not happy with their hair. When we take those hair extensions out, there's no magic recipe that's going to change the thickness or the fullness of your natural hair. So when those extensions come out, you go right back to your starting point. But now people have gotten used to all of this extra hair, right? So they feel like, oh my God, I'm bald. I have no hair. I go through it every time I take my extensions out. It's normal. Hello. So it can help your hair grow out, right? Because you're like not playing with it as much. You're, you're letting it grow kind of, you know, covered and in peace, but it's never going to, ch- 
my hair is not suddenly going to become this overnight, right? When I take them out. So oh, God. I think that's, that's my long-winded answer to that no, question. No, I love, I love. Okay, great. So we have been talking for a little bit, but obviously I can talk to you for hours. So I yeah. will somewhat wrap it up. I want to know now, were people yes. supportive of you? A hundred percent. Like I have to say my circle was super supportive. My friends, my family, obviously from a like supportive point, my boyfriend is who I definitely owe like 99.9% of the latter half of my career to because without him, like I felt super supported financially in the sense that like, if this went south, I knew he had my back. I had a mortgage. We lived together. Like I knew that I could count on him for everything. He's literally like my biggest hype man. Um, well, so yeah, no, like just like the sweetest is so proud of me. I love him so much for that. Remember and I think like I heard hated this- men, Mel, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that last night I was like, me and Tina were on the like, <laughs> all men are trash train. Oh, babe. Um, And all we were doing, all we were doing was bringing that negativity into our lives, but we had to have those moments. Okay, great. Keep going. (laughs) But I always say, and I've heard this quote a million times, but ambitious women have two choices, either have a supportive partner or no partner at all. Right. Because you need that person. Otherwise that's going to be a confidence killer. But my friends, my family, everyone was like liking, sharing, promoting my posts. Even if they didn't personally get extensions, they still were like, super supportive and they still are to this day. And I literally have do not have a single unsupportive person in my circle. So I'm like, so grateful for that. Love. Okay. So loved hearing your story. So good for leveling up. Um, obviously I will plug you at the end where we can find you, but I do want to give you one last opportunity, Mal, to share something that you feel the podsters may need to hear. I don't know if there's something that comes directly to mind, just in terms of confidence and yada, yada, yada. I'm rambling. Go. Financial advice. Number one thing, because I feel like people are like, quit the job, take the plane, get the ticket, buy the shoes. No, don't quit your job have a financial plan. Do not go take out 30K of business debt before you have a financial plan. Make sure on paper, you know what you're doing, what it's going to take for you to make money, break even what your profit margins are. Like sit with a financial planner, sit with a business planner, sit with someone who is going to help you, an accountant, something, someone before you go and quit your job and just put it all out there and go on the line. If you don't know, for instance, if you want to make, I don't know, let's say your salary is $3,000 a month and you want your side hustle to make you that money and replace it. How many products do you need to sell? How many services do you need to do? What's your rent going to be on your unit or your warehouse or your shipping costs or this? If you don't have a financial plan, you're going to be a disaster. And I would highly suggest, highly suggest having the cash, not only a savings, you know, backup rainy day savings, but the cash to start your business. Unless it's like some crazy tech startup where you need crazy big machinery, have the cash ready to pay the rent, the deposit, the furniture, whatever you need. That's like my like number one advice, have a business plan. Yeah. And you would say that you kind of had all those ducks in a row when you went in? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like you obviously can't plan for like demand and and business and stuff. You have to have this worst case, okay case and best case scenarios. But like, what's, what are my backup? What am I going to do if like for the first six months, I don't make a single penny? Do I have the money saved up? Having those is going to like obviously help you succeed, but it's also going to give you okay, I can sleep at night knowing that even if I don't see a single client for, for two, for two months, I can pay the bills. There's going to be a roof over my head. I can survive rather than always be in panic mode, which is going to lead you to make like terrible business decisions. Right. So, right. Because this past year your salon was closed for COVID, right? Oh yeah. I didn't work half the year basically on and off, which is also a big, you know, okay. Once the pandemic opens again, are people even going to want to do their hair? People are panicking, you know, like, are we going to go back into lockdown again? What's going to happen? And I'm thinking like, well, why are you going to get, some people did say, I'm still going to get extensions, sit at home with them because I love it. I can't live without them. But other people, it's like, well, no, never mind. I'm good for now. Like, let me just wait till things open up. I was lucky enough to knock on wood. Like my business was really not affected in that sense, but I still went six months without making any money on hair extensions. So plan for a rainy day because there will be, there will be one. And that's thanks to your business plan. Yeah, hundred percent. And oh, if anyone wow. has questions on how to put that together, they can also message me. I can put them in touch with my sister. The I was about parent. to say, <laughs> just talk to staff. Yeah, so talk to someone though. Talk to someone who who knows numbers, and that's it. That's yeah, that's such good advice to end on, Mal. So Yay. thank you. Love you too. Now, where can we find you? 
Extensions MTL on Instagram. So E X T E N S I O N S M T L. I will obviously link it in the show notes, guys, and plug it and this and that. Um, Yes. Level the fuck up, podsters. Thank you. If you told me we were here like 10 years ago, I would have just chuckled. This is hilarious. Look at us. This is crazy. Like, honestly, babe, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you were always good at hair and makeup, and here you are. It can happen for anyone. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, babe. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. That's a wrap on the episode. Thank you so much, Mel, for coming on, telling your story. Thank you, Podsters, for tuning in to another episode. And thank you all for leveling up with me and coming on this journey with me. You can find my merchandise at www.moreteasplease.shop or the bio on my Instagram at teeny time. That is T-E-N-E time. Check out the podcast on Facebook. Are you okay? The podcast. Who uses Facebook anymore? I'm geriatric. And don't forget that this season is brought to you by Smooth My Balls and Four Oceans. Smooth My Balls, guys, getting great feedback on these products. Men, you're keeping it nice and tidy so that we can do our jobs. Partners are happy. Everybody's happy. Okay. Four Ocean. My mom just got her bracelets and for her birthday, I got them for her. And those bracelets pulled two pounds of trash from our oceans. Let's reverse the damage, guys. Tune into these exclusive discounts. Check them out in my bio as well as the show notes. New episodes every Tuesday. You're not okay. I'm not okay. Good night.